Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. In the early 1800s, in Yorkshire, England, a young Christian couple, James and Amelia, were happily serving the Lord together in their local Methodist church. In 1832, James and Amelia had their first child, and they named him James after his dad. They raised James to love and serve the Lord. They read the Bible and prayed together every day. James was a very weak and sickly child, so much so that he was unable to attend school until he was 11 years old. His constant free time before he started school seemed to have a negative impact on his character and his thinking. And things only grew worse when he began attending school and being influenced by the other children. He was growing cynical and skeptical, and he began to mock his parents' faith and their devotion to Christ. When James took a job as a junior clerk in a local bank, the daily worldly atmosphere only added to his apathy for the things of God. He was introduced to new temptations, and he developed some sinful appetites and habits. His whole family was concerned about who James was becoming. His younger sister began to go alone and pray three times every day for James to be saved. One day when James was 15, his mother took a trip about 75 miles away from their home. While she was gone, she was overcome with grief for her son's soul. She locked herself in a room and determined she was going to stay there and pray until James was born again. That very afternoon, with his mom praying 75 miles away, James was all alone at home and looking for something to do. He went into his father's study to find a good book. He noticed a basket filled with booklets, and he picked out a ten-page tract titled, Poor Richard. He knew that it would have a sermon at the end, but that there would be a good story at the beginning. So he decided to read the story and quit when he got to the preachy part. Here's a portion of what James read. Richard was a miserably poor man. His occupation was to carry coals about and retail them in small quantities to the poor. He thus earned but a scanty subsistence, having a wife and five children to support. He was unable to read and was never in the habit of attending any church or chapel. In the midst of all the wretchedness, disease overtook him and he was obliged to give up his occupation, being attacked with symptoms which terminated in consumption, brought on by intemperate habits and exposure to the wet and cold. His wife was then compelled to take his place with the cart and poor Richard was left from morning to night scarcely able to crawl about his miserable cottage with his children crying around him to endure all the sufferings of his poor perishing body and with no one to attend upon him. But if this was his condition as to outward circumstances, how far more fearful and wretched was the state of his soul, now well nigh arrived at the close of a life of vice and ignorance, without even the knowledge of a Savior, a corrupt evil heart within, and with years of sin, unpardoned sin, upon him. And besides all this, altogether unconscious of his state and careless about his soul. But still, the love of a gracious and merciful God was towards him. Sinner as he was, God's heart had long yearned over him. On Saturday, June 14, 1845, Richard was visited by two Christian ladies. They spoke to him of the love of Jesus to the weary, burdened sinner. They quoted 1 Peter 2.24 to him. 
who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree. Poor Richard instantly raised his head from off his pillow and exclaimed, Then it's done. They answered, Yes. Jesus said, It is finished. He immediately cried out, Then my sins are gone. My burden is gone. Precious Jesus, he died for sinners. He died for me as well as others. From that moment, he began to praise the Lord with a loud voice. One of the sisters asked if she may thank the Lord for having had mercy on him. He said, Please do. I know he has saved me. Two days before he died, Richard was visited by a preacher. The preacher said, You will see Jesus before I shall, Richard. What will you sing when you get there? Will you sing of your own goodness? He answered, I'll sing of nothing but the precious blood of the Lamb. In closing this little narrative of Dear Richard, I would only desire to call the attention of the reader to one marked feature in his conversion, and that is his unbroken joy and peace when directly he was enabled to rest on the word of God respecting Jesus. May God cause many a poor, wearied soul to find rest in the same blessed Jesus as poor Richard. And may each one into whose hands this little account may fall ask himself the question, Have I trusted in the same precious blood? Young James read the tract all the way to the end, even the preachy part. And when he finished reading, he said that he knew that there was only one thing to do, and that was to fall on his knees and receive Jesus Christ as his Savior. And that's what he did. Meanwhile, 75 miles away, after pleading with the Lord for several hours, James's mom was powerfully impressed that she could stop praying because her son had been saved. Two years later, that young man, James Hudson Taylor, surrendered to go to China as a missionary. He spent over 50 years preaching the gospel in China, and he started the China Inland Mission, which brought over 800 Christian missionaries to China and led tens of thousands of people to Christ. Christian, never underestimate the power of prayer or the potential of a gospel tract. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you. So dear Christian, stay the course. God's promise is yours. We shall.